0: All right, 4Jack fam, before we get into tonight's episode, we'd like to send a special thank you out to our premier partners. Without their support, this show would definitely not be possible. Therabody Cricket Shirts, Peretti Golf, Galvin Green, DraftKings, Manscaped, and to wash that all down, our favorite ready to drink on course beverage, Birdie Juice. If you need any information about these sponsors, please reach out to us at 4JackPodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to the 4Jack Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season four of the 4Jack Podcast, Canada's number one award-winning golf podcast and the fastest growing golf podcast in America. Available on SiriusXM, Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, and all your favorite streaming platforms. 4Jack podcast is powered by none other than TaylorMade Golf. Their engineers have been hard at work, making the next generation of equipment and their new lineup for 2022 is absolute fire. This ask Scotty Scheffler. Available now, head over to TaylorMade Golf and check out the all new Carbon Face Stealth and Stealth Plus and experience better energy transfer for yourself. TaylorMade has also been very generous with us this year. We have a shipping container full of goodies to give away. So keep your eyes on the 4Jack Instagram page for all those contest details. We would also like to thank multiple 4Jack premier partners. Without their support, the show would not be possible. Therabody, Cricket Shirts, Peretti Golf, Galvin Green, DraftKings, new friends of the show Manscaped, and to wash that all down, our favorite ready-to-drink on-course beverage, Birdie Juice. Season 4 continues to impress with a laundry list of amazing guests, boasting some serious industry horsepower. But before we get into tonight's guests, plural, let's head around the country and check in with the 4Jack family on the road. D-Lane what's happening in SoCal.
2: Another perfect day. It's going to be a little easier today as there's no Brisson on this one. So there'll be no interruptions. <laughs> <clears throat> Not a lot of people are going to be talking about themselves. So the guests will get a little bit more time. We're going to go backwards on the Canadian talk. So pretty excited about this one, quite honestly, just the two of us. It's going to actually be, it's going to be a little flow. And I'm just kidding. David on his way back from Augusta. So it's just the two of us along with two people from my past that uh, I'm extremely excited to talk to. I've known these guys for a long time, uh, a little different arena now, but for me, uh, creativity will be kind of the key for this one. So I'm excited to get into this one.
1: Yeah, sans Brisson today for everybody. So this one will be enjoyable. Without further ado, you may recognize this apparel brand as it has major presence all over social media. Recently, thanks to co-founders, Mark Wahlberg and Steven Levinson. Initially, this concept was defined as sport utility gear but I personally say that these guys have created the ultimate lifestyle apparel collection, designed to ensure you can be comfortable and stylish no matter where you are. Venturing into the gym, the office, the golf course, or your favorite watering hole, in this case, we'd expect you to be drinking Fletcher Azul tequila, sneaky shout out. Please welcome to the show the guys that have really brought this product to the forefront, big time golf guys, AJ Volpal, director of content, and Harry Arnett, CEO of Municipal. Guys, welcome to the show.
3: They grew up like the shortest fake applause I've ever heard in my life. It was like, Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's I it.
4: appreciated it. I appreciate no. the applause. There Great. You I all like our that. fans, all time. I love
3: I love the list, the litany of sponsors you named off, and then you kind of slid Manscaped in there. And I was like, Oh really, Manscaped. <laughs> yes.
1: It's mm. uh it's been a unique partnership. I Every, bet everybody is is smooth and, and manicured nowadays. I was gonna so.
3: say like the before and after pictures of you guys must be floating around the office a little bit.
1: We have we posted a uh, a sheep shearing video on our social media to launch the uh, partnership. so that was quite interesting. We got a lot of unique
3: feedback from that. Well, I was wondering we're seeing Derek. I was like, man, that your beard is so grossly cropped. what what did you use for? Oh, wait a minute, I don't think it's supposed to be used up there, Derek, but it looks good.
2: <laughs> I'll Luckily, you, he's a proper, sponsor. I've, I've got one above the neck, and then the other yeah, one. So we're exactly. clean.
4: Make sure you label those. Yeah, they are. He's yeah. like a NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: exactly. Every inch.
1: Every too inch. Too funny. Too funny. So, guys, we we have a wealth of knowledge in in the golf industry, and and obviously, you guys know Derek from a previous life. But let's talk about municipal. Let's talk about this creative lifestyle sport utility gear. Let's talk about the excitement surrounding the brand.
3: Well, I mean, you guys, we were sort of joking about it, but um, just now, because you can kind of see like all over the place, all the stuff you guys are doing. You guys are like, I guess in Hollywood, they would say you're living the multi-hyphenate life, right, Derek? I mean, you're you're teaching people how to play golf. You're doing all kind of crap. You're on the podcast. And Mark and Lev and I, um, when we were kind of shooting the breeze, we're talking about why is there not a brand that make is making the most comfortable, cool, performance-oriented stuff that you can wear everywhere you go. You never have to change. You don't have to carry a duffel bag around with you to put on, oh, these are my gym clothes now, and now I got to put on my golf clothes, and now I got to put on my work clothes. Why is nobody doing uh, something that suits the kind of lives that we were all, all uh, experiencing? You know, run into games with kids talk to AJ down there. He's got like 10 kids. Now he's going to the beach. He's Crazy. going to get donuts. He's going to get coffee. He, then he has to run to the office. And um, that's what municipal is all about. It really is the kind of the solution that every guy needs. It's going to be the most stylish stuff that you wear. And it's going to be the highest performing stuff you wear.
1: 10 kids, AJ, you want to chime we, in yeah, on this one?
4: We got It's a little league team almost. My wife pays me. No, we uh, we got two. We got two young kids, two kids under three years old. I mean, yeah. it is the Vopel household. It's never a dull I moment. I crazy
3: about. Uh, it was probably two years ago for Christmas. I got AJ the full manscaped kit. Oh, his wife has not been able to stay off of him since. Two kids so, under so, the yeah, age three. Like, all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, all these vehicles started arriving. Hashtag <laughs> ad. If you,
2: if you can get Manscaped and Birdie juice in the same couple of hours, it's an amazing what's going to happen in life. So don't be afraid of that. Embrace that. Oh, that's that's what fun. happened.
3: I love that's it. That's what happened. But that's what, then, that's what our brand invisible. is all about. Our brand is all about that, is people that have these, these varied lives that going from point A to point Z, and we have the stuff that takes you there and we're going to be the most comfortable, versatile stuff you ever worn.
1: So – Talk to us a little bit in depth about the relationship with Mark Wahlberg. Obviously, it's cool to have a guy with that kind of horsepower behind the brand. Is he pretty hands on with the development or is it just kind of like you guys run the creative process and and he's a face? Okay, first of all, I love the way you said process. Process. I caught it.
0: No,
3: I think, uh, I think that we, uh, I think that we have a very tight organization here. And uh, a lot of the guys in the dressing room, I was trying to sound like a hockey guy, (laughs) a little bit dressing room organization, very hands on. And that was one of the reasons that Mark wanted to do this um, as a co-founder, not just as a a brand ambassador or an endorser. He gets asked all the times to endorse things. And um, Mark and I met. Uh, a little more than 10 years ago through golf. I mean, how does, how do men like us meet anyone other than through golf? It always blows my mind when I ask people like, how'd you meet? I'm like, Oh, we met at our kids are in the same school. I'm like, what? How do you talk to people? Really? How do you get a pen and paper. How do you, do, did you ask him like, uh it was last golf trip. you went on. No, it didn't do that. What? How do you do that? Anyway? So we met through golf and, um, over the, you know, 10 years of getting to know each other. Um, takes takes that long sometimes. <laughs> Ten years of getting to know each other. We start talking about doing a brand together. And yeah, very hands-on. He, he really wanted to... Um, start so at the time I met him, he was starting to, to, to spend a lot of his time and energy um, on the things that he was passionate about. So getting away from things when people were just writing him a big check into things that were more about health and wellness about um, people really pursuing the best versions of themselves. Um, kind of affordable luxury was a was a constant theme there. And we, t- we started talking about doing a brand together um, back when I was at Callaway. And then one thing led to another and that's where Municipal came from and we're out here doing it on our own. So we, we decided at the end of the day, let's bet on ourselves and go for it.
1: What was the transition like for you guys to move away from hard goods, so to speak, into soft goods was that a big learning curve for you guys or was it like hey man we're gonna go head first into this and just see what we come out with
3: i think fundamentally it's it's very similar when coming from callaway we were we were always trying to innovate and find new and cool ways to to engage with people that loved our brand or new, new new people that we wanted to introduce the brand to and, and obviously make it fun in the process, in the process. And, um, <laughs> Almost. And that, that's definitely, that's definitely been the case here. I think the, the difference probably is from my seat. I think the team sometimes has to tone me down from bringing like some of that monster truck excitement that we like to do in, in golf, you know, experience. what is, I wrote this down when you guys said it, experience the new age of energy transfer, like that kind of stuff works in golf kind of not the same when you're talking about being more comfortable and versatile. Um, but, and I think that, uh, I think that the thing I like about it when we're at our best at Callaway and certainly other brands, it's not, tra- it's not a transactional relationship necessarily. So we're not really about what's the next greatest thing we're really about trying to engage people in, in a consistent way, so that uh, especially now in our kind of infancy so that we're building that trust along the way. Is that, do you think that's fair, AJ?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of building a brand, I mean, you know, obviously Callaway existed well before Harry and I were there.
3: I don't know about that. Did they? <laughs> did they <laughs> really like, right. No, but that's what there? I
4: mean though. Like we brought it to life. So um, what you said before about like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of along the, the, the same thing or, or you feel comfortable in that space because uh, we are comfortable in building a brand. And obviously, it's different starting it from scratch, every, literally every single aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it's about relationships. It's about um, making amazing products. It's about marketing that cuts through and being authentic. So uh, we're taking a lot of the same principles that we had at Calway and applying them
3: here just in a different environment. Yeah, totally. You know, as I was just kidding about that it exists before. Yeah. I mean, we had a hundred percent brand awareness in our category. You don't have to, you don't have to explain to a golfer what Callaway is like, oh, what is this Callaway brand? Is that a new brand that you're talking? Mm-hmm. So the, 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 fundamentals of trying to get some, introduce somebody to something brand new is a lot different than, than what we were used to at Callaway. And that, that's been a, I, would you say that's a massive challenge, AJ? I'm going to go yeah. ahead and call that a massive challenge. No question about it. No doubt.
2: Well, I think in this in the space that you guys are in, you know, yesterday we did a we always do a, a recap, and I recapped it last night, and I got off on a tangent because there's a certain shoe company that rides with Pooch as their logo that I just despise, and some of the stuff that we talked about over what we saw the last four days. As someone who works in the soft goods side and the retail aspect on the golf end. I can't sell that stuff. I don't want to sell that stuff. I don't want to be associated with that stuff. That's just the way I feel is I don't think it's a betterment product. I think it's a, let's stand out and not really care. And you've got people that, you know, look like warrior tiger. I think it wouldn't be hard to accentuate what it is they do, but you guys kind of have a different role because you're taking everyday life and you're going to put it into everyday fashion. Like you're going to talk about fun prints. You're going to talk about joggers. You're going to talk about stretch shorts. You're going to talk about going to yoga and then going to the store, as you guys said. How do you get out of the confines of normal thought and then push it into what you guys want to be, not only from an appearance standpoint, from a quality standpoint? That that just can't be an easy push.
3: Really hard. And I think that our, our goal is we want people just to try our stuff. And, you know, hey, returns are free. So as soon as you get in your hands what we're all about, I think people get it kind of instantly. Um, and that's really been our, our goal, I think, from the very beginning is we want to start from a base of really loyal fans that are going to tell everybody about us and, uh, and excite people that way. And, and you said it, Derek, we, we don't see ourselves as high fashion at all. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be something that you buy on an impulse and you regret it a week later because you're walking around and, and your friends are laughing at you because you're dressed like a clown Um, Or it looked good on some model. We use all real people. We don't use models. Um, And I think the thing that uh, we also try to do is we want kind of every everyday guys out there to have the confidence when they buy stuff from us. Not only is the quality going to be phenomenal and material is going to be phenomenal, but they're going to look good. And they don't have to really think too hard about, does this go with this? Or am I going to look like a dork wearing this stuff? Or am I going to let, li- I mean, we've all seen that guy on the golf course. And we're like, dude, you are not Ricky Fowler. He looks cool in our orange. You do not stop it.
1: Stop <laughs> Tony, it. Tony Finau comes to mind. Hey, Darren, that that. What gonna say? Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah. Brutal. Exactly. Tony, Tony.
1: come on. Tony. Yeah. What were you doing? That was, uh, yeah, in a what
3: was that it was like, wait a minute. It is. I was, I was channeling my, my inner David Spade. 1993 called they want their rugby shirt back (laughs) somebody somebody
4: on twitter somebody on twitter put like uh they found the they found the shirt that he was wearing and it was like 30% off or something
2: (laughs) yeah I was like I gotta I gotta watch it I
3: was like I I love Tony Finau so I was like a little angry they're like why why did you script him in that thing and he had the pink hat on with like the green and the purple I was like what and then I saw the purple piping and I was like I guess they that goes but
2: tony that guy's yeah, gonna I mean, nike hasn't taken a hit like that between the shoes and the shit they were wearing it, it it hasn't i mean again i i don't get it at that level i never will and one of the things that we were, were really kind of pushing forward and obviously i live in the golf world um the the universal thought process is now that part of it you've got cashmere hoodies you have pants that might be a little tailored at the bottom that don't touch your shoes You have certain belts, you have certain looks that not, you know, really have never been prevalent in the game before and now are considered, you know, golf fashion and and allowable, right? You know, the hoodie question's kind of gone away. And our number one seller in in sweaters is a cashmere hoodie. So it beats merino wool crew neck. So it tells you where the world's trending. And obviously, I live in Southern California. I
3: love it. You know, and I I I am not Nike hater at all. I I love what I love. I I I I love that they're I can (laughs) tell that I love they're pushing, they're trying to push the envelope. (laughs) <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. But I, I love I love where the game is going because it's 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 the way that I view like how we can play our part on growing the game and and being more inclusive in a cool way is even the fabrics and materials are borrowing from the cool parts of of workout and uh, certainly our space, which is kind of hype death leisure into golf which has needed it because there's no reason that you should be uncomfortable and so stuffy in a sport that is inherently trending to be more athletic. And I think that over the last couple of years with the pandemic, I'd be interested to hear um, your take on this too, Derek, is I've, I think a lot of people entered the sport because it had those health and wellness um, not, to, not the least of which is the embracing the community aspect again, but the health and wellness part of it um, and getting out outside. I hope that a lot more people are walking the golf course now. And when you do that, the last thing you want to be doing is wearing a starched pair of, um, of uh, wool pants and a, and a, you know, a, a uncomfortable shirt. So um we're, we're <laughs> I'm excited as a golfer myself like I'm so jacked up for this to happen and I always laughed like at the at the hoodie jogger you know <laughs> what 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 passes as golf controversy to me makes me yeah. laugh is like really we're we're wound up about a hoodie and joggers we should be more wound up about you should wear them but the head pro needs to help you make those selections so that right. you don't look like a dork. Okay. Well, you know,
2: and it's perfect, right? It's amazing what a Ryder Cup can do. A couple of nice head, you know, a couple of nice shells with hoods and suddenly everything's okay now. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm the odd guy because I live in this space between traditional and woke. I don't like woke. I don't like what it stands for. I don't like these guys that play both sides, but I don't like stuffy. So I'm the one PGA golf professional. I don't play golf unless I'm in shorts. I have a contract at my club. They allow me to wear shorts. If I have to go to a club that does not allow shorts, I'm going to say no, because it's not a day off to me. Now, if you're asked and you're spending time with members, I get it. And I kind of trend I kind of trend towards where you guys are. Listen, I'm all in on Nike shoes because I think there's a value. I'm not in a Nike apparel because I don't think they're trying to do what helps me every day, and that's to make my members look better. But one of the things that I like about where golf is trending between you and some other brands is the fit's different. It looks tailored, even though it's not. It looks like you give a shit, even though you may not. Some people can pull that off. Look at me. Let's look at our boy, AJ. Some people look like they're coming from Swami's and it pulls off perfectly. Other people look like just got back from a San Diego soccer game. So I don't know which way you're going, but AJ pulls it off. That being said, I just Wait, don't talking know.
3: This AJ here? Nah, I
2: mean, come on. Oh. First when First time I, yeah, Exactly, <laughs> without a question. But it's like, where do you live in the middle, right? And where I'm at in Southern California, much what Travis was 12, 15 years ago, You need the brand that they can wear to the club and wear away from the club. And also, oh, by the way, wear it at the club. That's how I'm trending. And and obviously that's where we go in lifestyle. And I think that that's what we do the best. And you can even see the biggest ones and the big whales are all changing their thought process and they're changing their fabrics and they're putting prints on things. And it's all kind of evolving into this way that we're trying to make the game better. But in my end, what I really like and the excitement is, is different, right? Different usually equates to sale. And nobody more than a golf professional likes sale. And I don't care if it's a brand that I represent, but if it's a brand I carry, that also is a brand that means something to me. And if you have sale, that means that you're doing something right. So let's talk a little bit about what that forward thought is when you guys are trying to get into chops, you're trying to get online and you're trying to move certain ways. How is the creative process? Is that just you guys spitballing in a room and taking it from there?
3: It kind of works that way. You know, we don't don't overcomplicate it. Derek like if you if you um if you and Chris were on our team it really begins with like what are the pieces like we would really want in our you know arsenal in our closet what were the things that we really want to wear all the time so you know and you can kind of see that obviously like we think we make the best tees and sweat hoodies and fleece in the world but even like down to um our our pants like just a a a normal kind of pant is we really love um the things that are happening like from brands that we like with really stretchy comfortable fabrics but we don't want it to look like so overtly techy we want it to have a lot more versatility to it we don't want people to look like um or us personally we wouldn't we don't really want to look like we're you know (laughs) we some wearing Just some. Say it. I know what I know who you I know who you want to say. It. So do I. I. Look right I I like that guy? Don't the guy you're standing behind that guy in line yeah. at dinner, and you're like, "Come on, really? That's what you're gonna wear?" So we we sort of want things to borrow from a lot of different places, and you know, you asked if if Mark's involved. That's really like the conversation that Mark brings is is having a lot of kind of cool street influence. A lot of traditional athletic influence, the versatility and comfort we get from athleisure brands and like package that all together across the board in your pieces. And when we look at what are the 20 to 25 things that you always have in your closet that you gravitate to wearing all the time, um, we focus on those and trying to make like the best versions of those kind of in a municipal style. And uh, that's the fun part. I think AJ can weigh in on this too, is I really think that's the fun part because you start from just an idea and, and you bring it to life. Like our polo tee is a good example of that as we were saying like, why can't you have a golf shirt that like feels like your most comfortable polo and kind of has that vibe. But then Derek's not going to walk out to us on the range and tell us that we can't wear it because it has to have a collar because, you know, Derek's place is super cool, but there's still like certain dress standards that you have to adhere to. So what if we figured out a way that it could it could be just fine for any dress code, but it also would feel like you're wearing the most comfortable t-shirt you've ever worn. And that's that's where our polo tee came from.
1: How do we define the supply chain side of this? Derek's gonna cringe. But like sourcing and materials, what does that creative process look like? Let's get into the nuts and bolts of the uh, of the startup. Above my, that's above my pay grade.
3: Uh, <laughs> you know, so and, and off. that's the other thing. Everybody, Let's everybody, you guys, Everybody's asking supply chain questions now because it's been in the news. I run into like people that are not affiliated whatsoever with uh, our industry at all. And they'll be like, tell me about the supply chain." It's a buzzword now, right? Yeah, it's a buzzword. Yeah, word. that's right. It's hard, you know, because our lead times, um, there's another link. I'll, I'll explain what that is. Later. Yeah, lead time. But, uh, <laughs> no, okay. So lead time, like from the time that we develop something, we make the buy, we're go, we're going and then the factory takes that time to make it and ship it. And it's coming from kind of all over the world. Those are pretty long for us because we're small and we spend a lot of time on fabric and stuff. Um, it's been a massive disruption and it, and it hurt us a lot right when we launched. So I, I left Callaway in the fall of 2019. We were gonna launch in the kind of the early, late spring of 2020. And then the pandemic, did you guys hear about that pandemic? No, that's that's only in
1: Canada, I think.
3: (laughs) Right. You guys can't go anywhere. You're all shut down up there. Or at least you were. Anyway, um, it really, it, it, in some cases it, it costs us three, four months of, of time. And and even into last year um, we had stuff that we were going to launch in the fall that we still haven't gotten. So it's, it's been uh, a little bit crazy, but the, the nice part is when you're, when you're small, you can kind of navigate around it. When you're big, it hurts a lot more. But it's been a, a big-time challenge for us.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one more buzzword out, uh, sustainability. Is that something you guys take into account when, when we're outsourcing or looking for materials in different continents, different regions, that kind of thing?
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the apparel and footwear industry specifically are, like, two of the worst when it comes to um, footprint and footprint environment and water use. And those are things that you have to think about all throughout your supply chain, all throughout your value chain, from things that you wouldn't even think about like components and packaging and then shipping and distribution. Cause everybody wants their, their shit immediately. Can I say shit on this program? <laughs> Absolutely. We love
4: it. Everybody it's wants their shit
3: immediately. And, uh, And then, okay, so you want it there, which means it's going to be air freighted, which means even more problems on the, so we have to think about all that stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, Parksy, we're going to, we're going to cut with the, uh, (laughs) with the buzzwords for a little while. One of the questions that I really, really wanted to do, AJ, I wanted to ask you this. So as we're doing a podcast and I'm old man that yells at clouds, I don't like to use a lot of social media because I have a different career, meaning I have 460 bosses that probably have access to it if you want it. So I don't like to broadcast all of my life. I try to promote the podcast and be as simple on it as humanly possible. You have a whole different animal, right? So you're not only launching, you're being supported by some people that are unbelievably well known in the world. You have a very high energy CEO. Talk to me about what it is you're thinking when you have to go into the engagement to the rest of the world. Like what does that actually mean? Like how hard is that? It's a
4: balance. That's the word. That's the word that um, I resort to sort of anytime I guess I'm struggling or anytime um, looking for some new ideas or, uh, you know, looking at our social or content as a whole. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, you obviously you're, you're an apparel brand. Um, You stand for something. But if you go to any apparel brand social media, all you see is like, obviously, all you see is apparel, just like, but like, I'm talking about like nonstop, right? Like so, uh, it gets a little old after a while, and it gets it's not fresh, it's stale. I like to interject a little bit of everything, right? So um, the 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 biggest thing for me is that it's vibrant or that it is something is colorful or surprising, right? Like you don't want to go through your like I want to make you stop when you go through your Instagram feed, whether it's a big Um, bold headline or whether it's a really, whether it's like one of our, you know, our, our printed shirts or something like that. But so there's like a mix. There's a mix of, you know, showcasing the actual apparel, showcasing the people that we work with, showcasing the people that we work with at Municipal, showcasing Mark, right? Like we don't want to like never too much of anything, right? So it's always fresh. It's always colorful. It's always surprising, uh, the, the, the biggest thing. Um, and when you look at it as a whole, right. If you go to like the feed as a whole, you're like, Oh, I get it. You know, like you, it comes together. You know what I mean? So, so that's the biggest thing that I think about is just balancing everything and, and it's worked out so far. Um, but then, you know, just how do you continually progress and cut through and whether it's video photo and all of that, you know, but there has to be a high level of authenticity. That's like, another key. So then do you
2: feel there. at all that, that being where you're at, do you feel at all your pigeonholed by SoCal? I mean, does Southern California pigeonhole that a little bit? Because we have such a different vibe here. And as someone who was raised in the Midwest and has been everywhere else, it feels different here, right? Like it feels like municipal works and it fits in. Do you find that when you go outside of these this part of the world or outside these lines, does that change? Do you have to refocus what it is you're doing from a marketing standpoint or a sales standpoint, or does it kind of translate wherever you want it to go? Well, we make sure we we work with people
4: um, who we, you know, quote unquote sponsor or, or you know, use because we don't write, because we don't use models as traditional tarot companies. do. We find real people who are interesting and have stories to tell. Um, so we make sure that they're not all in, you know, Southern California, you know what I mean? So um, I'm from New York. I mean, you know, so like, I, I, ha- I wanna, you know, I just uh, inherently, want to inject because municipal to me is like a it's like very new yorky also you know um so i inherently want to just inject like some of like a new york attitude to it you know what i mean or just like uh new york style like engagement um or excitement um and then you know i mean i try to take a little bit from everywhere but we just started traveling again derek and you know for like you know for uh content purposes and i can't tell you like how refreshing it is to like be outside of Southern California and like have people talk to you about municipal and like that, like how they love it and like how, uh you know, they want it for like their baseball team or whatever, like it's energizing and it's like, shit, I got to get out more, like I, I got to get yeah, out you
3: know, way it's, more, it's a, man, it's big a, time. It was <laughs> a, it was an astute observation, Derek, because we don't really want municipal to be have a regional specificity to it. Like is, certainly, the brands that we would consider, um, you know, com- competitors or potential competitors is we we want it really to play in the middle of the country as strongly as it might from our origins. And with Mark being involved and Lev being involved, we were nervous that it would it was going to be seen as um, an entertainment industry oriented thing or a or a San Diego or a Los Angeles-oriented thing. We really wanted it to not just be cool on the coast. Everybody says, oh, all the cool stuff happens on the coast. And the, the digital part that, um, the digital transformation that AJ's described is a lot, of the, a lot of those conventional wisdoms about where cool trends and stuff happen have been, um, have been proven to not be such the case anymore. And we really wanted Municipal to represent a lot of that, that it was going to be as important for people in Minneapolis, for example, as it would be in uh, San Francisco or New York or, or San, uh, Los Angeles.
1: Guys, can we shift gears here a little bit? We are a golf podcast. Uh, what? And I would love to know a little bit more about both of your introductions to the game of golf.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean,
1: or we can talk supply chain still if you want. We're going
3: to know gonna, no, you just <laughs> just beware. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh I'm going to step outside for a while. Like, <laughs> I was going to say,
2: first I you have know no idea what page you page just time. did to the Long Island guy. Like, I'm gonna know, is going to hear this is something
3: that's missed to Beth page. I've going to see them one, the one million time Absolutely. Oh, wow. a, you and I can a just go directive. away.
1: Stamp I'm gonna collections. I'm going to excuse myself for a
3: minute. I'm gonna go make uh make some chicken cordon bleu. I'll be this back. Is, uh, this, this, is 60 second, yeah. this is a
4: ninety. This sixty-second. a sixty-second, sixty-second version, which directly correlates. AJ doesn't to have m- a sixty-second version of any. Right? story, so this so, is total. Hey, listen. It's trimmed. Hey, let me let me speak for a minute here, okay? I mean, come on. Okay. Um. It has a it has a great correlation to municipal. I mean, I grew up hopping the fence of a local public golf course with my dad, my brother, my uncle. Um. And that's how I literally learned how to play golf, by hopping the fence, playing golf, sneaking on. We had a a loop that was right near uh, the Nassau County Detention Center. So we called it Prison Corner. It was four, five, six on Eisenhower White Course uh, on Long Island. And then so Eisenhower Park and Bethpage State Park were my home courses growing up. But like, you know, golf ran big in my family. Like, you know, my dad, again, my uncle, all my dad's siblings, like it was just a you know masters every year like we'd watch it with like family and friends like it was always like masters was like one of the biggest deals especially like when it was around easter but yeah no i mean played in high school played in college um the same courses that i grew up playing uh coincidentally um but yeah i mean that page black was you know the home track for years i first played it when i was 13 years old you know so uh that runs deep deep with me but yeah i mean you know i i, I grew up sneaking on man that's how i that's how i learned the game
1: And we get that a lot, you know, it's fun to hear that everybody kind of had that similar childhood experience where you and your buddies would sneak on. It was like the ultimate babysitter. Your parents just kind of dropped you off or you uh, exited stage left and were on the golf course all day.
4: We would, we would, my dad would drop me and my brother off with our golf clubs and a cooler of sodas. We would play golf. We'd play as many holes we could. And then like around like uh, the mid afternoon, we would set up by the fourth hole with a cooler and sell sodas and when we were out that's when we would tell uh call my dad to come pick us up and he would like check you do like loops and you know so we'd make a hundred bucks and then we would you know we'd play six holes and like that that was my childhood you know
1: hence
3: the introduction (laughs) to the
1: entrepreneurial world i love that harry what about yourself
3: That's that's it My parents, I'm third generation. We were longtime Maidstone, Augusta National members. And no, I'm just kidding. I was like, what? I'm just kidding. I didn't even know those places. I knew Augusta National because I'm from Atlanta. So like, Mm -hmm. hey, that's like the epicenter of all my golf. But I kind of an outsider. I I had two, um, Derek will will appreciate this. I had two uncles that were PGA professionals. And uh, they lived in the town where my parents are from. We'd always go for every holiday, and I never saw those guys. They were all working. Yeah, so I was like, man, that's a, that's a tough way to make a living. But um, I didn't grow up. My immediate family, even though my, my grandfathers were both golfers, and one of my grandfathers, avid golfer, played every weekend, we didn't grow up in a golf, golf family. Um, so my, my entry point came much, much later after college, and uh, I was working a job that had weird hours and I had really the afternoons to myself. And um, I just remember thinking, hey, maybe golf would be something that would be cool. I'll carry my own bag. There was a, a, a municipal golf course that was right across the street from the house that I shared with like 15 other guys. And uh, I remember um, this really drove a lot of the way that I was, I would, I would, I would about marketing when i was in the golf industry specifically but i remember that that first time when i was like how do i even get a golf bag like where do you even get golf stuff Hmm. and went to a big box sporting goods place i bought a set of used tommy armor 845s which still were like some of my favorite golf clubs silver scouts hell yeah
1: and uh oh yeah those go deep (laughs) I I
3: i remember like the after literally like two afternoons of carrying my own bag, I was like hooked. And my, um, my passion for it was not at all the things I think that some people connect with, with the exclusivity and the, the luxury part of the game. I, I just, I loved like the connection of nature and being out, you know, carrying your bag, end of the day and how, as I started to learn more about it, Every place you went was different. You could go to two golf courses right across the street from each other and they were totally different. And I love that about it. So I had to kind of find my own way into the game. And, you know, if you'd asked me then, now, like, would I get to meet people like Derek? And like, I, it would have blown my mind back then.
1: It's the ultimate equalizer from sort of any facet of the world and any business center and anything ever. It's just, So cool that golf is super, super inclusive. And now, obviously, because of the pandemic, it's on this crazy trajectory. And to find a tee time anywhere is just out of control. But it's seemingly everybody wants to engage in it at some capacity. I mean, not everybody wants to play tour golf, but it's that cool thing to do now. It's not your grandparents stuffy game that they would get suited up for and go to the private club. You know what I mean? So very, very cool. And I like I like what you guys are doing as far as a inclusivity standpoint on the brand. It's, it's fun to expose the lifestyle side of this and the transitional side of this to the people that are, you know, caught up in the stuffiness of the game. So that's what
3: I, that's what I think too, Chris. I I think one of the neat things that's happened, I happen to AJ is going to laugh at me for this because another guy in our office, Chris, we have this debate all the time is the, the spectrum of what defines like golf is broadening so much. It's, it's such a healthy thing that golf, can mean anything as long as as you want it to, whatever you want it to mean. My I I happen to my preferred way of playing happens to be eighteen hole golf. Um, and I've even as I've gotten older, when that's supposed to be a lot easier for me to do, not play it, but to have the time for it, it's becoming much, more and more challenging. And I think the um, Derek had mentioned this a little while ago, but like the creativity part. I think the creativity for those of us that love the game um, or the, the challenge is for us to come up with creative ways that can appeal to however people are looking at that, uh, at that, um, at that spectrum. And I think that in, in some places they figure it out by let's make the club experience much more of a social health and wellness even down to the shop that like, we want this to be like the coolest shop you've ever been in, irrespective of whether you're buying a dumb logo golf polo or just cool stuff to go out in. But like the way that we're all thinking about how can we capture the broadest net while still staying kind of true to the shit we think is really cool about golf. Like I'm so excited for this time in golf. I I hope that, um, I hope that we, I hope that this, this serves as like a, Uh, a flashpoint for the game to really grow in the cool ways. I think that it it can.
2: Well, I think you're seeing that. And, you know, um, as we've talked about, there's a couple of things I think the PGA is missing out on. And number one, that golf is a lifestyle. If you belong to a club or if you want to go to a club and you can, you can interject any club of that, your lifestyle runs through that club, whether it's municipal, whether it's semi-private, whether it's wherever you play, you kind of understand that. And I think when you try and push traditional values all of the time and you don't kind of look at each individual facility. It's like I left San Diego because the club I was at was still kind of in 1994 and that's where they wanted to stay. That just wasn't for me and it doesn't mean that they're wrong V I'm wrong. I just know now I'm at a club that is literally trying to become the best in LA on their own terms. You're never going to compete with West LA. You're not going to hit the club in the Palisades. You're not going to do that, right? You have to figure out what is going to drive them to want to arrive early in the morning and leave leave late at night. And I think that we miss this boat with lifestyle is like when I sell stuff in the golf shop and our team goes, we're going to push a million dollars through our golf shop because it's not a golf shop. It's a retail center, right? I'm selling everything from what you guys are making. I'm selling candles. I'm selling wedding gifts. I'm selling whatever I can to make them feel that their lifestyle is to come to the club, purchase merchandise they own as members and continue to that thought process from a retail standpoint. And then you couple that with what are our offerings, right? Like how do we receive them after golf? How do we get them into the men's grill? What do we do on days that golf isn't an option? How do we feature other parts of the clubs that they use the entire facility and they don't just sit post pandemic in one area and they're all in the first team? Like we've got to make our club useful from front to back. And I think that from a pga professional standpoint i think we lose sight of that you know i know that growing the game will always be the logo but I, I think we're well past that i think you have to teach people in the game how to be leaders and how to utilize the game to not only their advantage to enjoy the recreation but to talk to people to interact with people to put your phones down and talk about a story or ask you guys a question and i think that's the thing about lifestyle that we're missing is you guys just aren't selling a, a brand of clothing you're selling a way that people live their lives and I think everybody has to jump into that thought process. And, you know, it's, it's very similar to just look at the way Callaway's changed to use your old employers. Like that was just a really desert only kind of high end bunch of guys bought it and owned it, right? Well, now there's there's a bunch of sub companies in a company and you're covering different markets. You guys now have, you know, guys like Mark and, and Levin, which you said earlier, kind of going through this. And I think that there's a real big push in the world of recreation and sports that you've gotta be able to take both sides, right? Like who has accessibility and who doesn't and how do you merge that into what it is going to be? And I think that that's why I love LA so much. I never thought I would say that, but I really do because we have no option other than to be creative with this whole thought process of golf in taking lines like Municipal or now Grayson or other things that are not stock, right? Cricket, a great sponsor of ours, they're different. And I think you've got to embrace that difference for everybody, know your clientele and let them be comfortable with who they are.
4: Yeah. I wish more, I wish way more head professionals had a mindset <laughs> I was, like yours. No, I, mean. I was, <laughs> laughing. I was um,
3: laughing. I didn't want to put Derek in a bad spot if people knew where he was down here, but one of my favorite stories of all time this is going to make Derek, you cut this out, Derek, if you do want to, <laughs> but uh, Derek, Derek had left. So you weren't even there anymore, Derek. So don't worry. But um, I went and was we were guests playing at your old joint, and uh, I was playing there with Chip. Do you know this story, Derek? I was playing. am not sure. Brewer. I was playing there with Chip Brewer, who's a really good friend, my old boss at Callaway, is as authentic a golfer as you can get. And we show up, and we're we're not we're not members, obviously, of this place. And we were like, well, I don't. Um, and we were playing as a unaccompanied foursome. Just they do that sometimes, you know, for for folks in the golf industry. So we're like, well, let's, we'll just put our our shoes here on in the parking lot. There's no one around. And um, so we put our shoes on the parking lot and uh, we go go in and we, we check in and the the head pro couldn't have been nicer. And she was saying, "Um, yeah, we got you. And all of a sudden this lady comes running into the pro shop and she starts yelling at Chip. <laughs> for putting his shoes on, I was standing right there. He literally was sitting in his car, like because he's his, He was like, we're and I just we were like sitting there afterwards, like golf should not be like this.
2: It should. That's some East Coast be- shit, right there, man.
3: <laughs> like no, We're that's like some,
2: that's on. some Northeast <laughs> shit. Well, when, doing, you, yeah. when you believe your own headlines, that's the way the world trends, right? And I, I want to get away from that. I want everybody. I like listen. We have one rule at the club I'm at, and that's very simple at Rolling Hills. You say no until you get through the gates. And once you're through the gates, you say yes. It's just that easy. Mm -hmm. And these guys pay a premium to be let through the gates. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing. Once you're in Mm -hmm. there, the answer is yes. I mean, that's how we work it. That's what a private club is, right? But if you're going to a place like the GOAT or you're going to a place up here like Soul Park, it's different, right? The vibe should be what it wants to be. And my goal and my hope is you're going to go along with that. You're going to experience it. You're going to not just say, hey, I'm gonna fight you on that. I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna let you, but I don't think you're gonna embrace what it is we're offering. And I kind of get that same feel for municipal. Like if you really truly do your work and understand it, I think you're gonna get it. And I think that it's a hard part, which is why I asked my question earlier, AJ, like that's a tough sell in today's world. So kudos for you guys for doing it.
4: Yeah, uh, you brought up, up Goat Hill, which is a great example, who does it um, just about as good as anybody in terms of like, you know, when I play Friday skins, my wife is coming up to hang out and have a beer with us because the, because it's such an approachable, uh, fun place. You know what I mean? And for like my wife, like for, you know, for her to like say that, like it it means a lot. You know what I mean? Like that's like how how good they made that place yep. and how like whatever, like anything goes. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Trust me, I like. I like going to all sorts of golf courses. I like going to private. I like playing private. I like playing public, whatever, whatever the golf course, like what, and what, like adjust to the vibe that you're in. But like in terms of me personally, I want to go somewhere that's extremely approachable where everybody's having fun, where nobody like, will give you like a second look or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's not for me, like that's not how I get maximum enjoyment from the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, put me out a pitch and putt course and I'll have the most fun, Ever, you know what I mean? If like you're comfortable and you're with and you're with the you're with people that you love playing with, you know what I mean. That's that's what it's in, all about. And in
3: fairness, in fairness, his wife is married to him. She's doing a lot of drinking, so it's not really. A minute. You're <laughs> gonna, yeah, I'll, She's got to fill in. We've gone to
2: the well a lot, and we had shoot, we had Luke and Sean on uh, a couple of months ago. But it's the same thing. Like when I showed up at Shadow Ridge and I played with those guys, like that is a whole different level of talk and. It's not what you think it's going to be. And I just, I was stunned at how much fun it was not because Mm. they were involved, but because it was just so different than what I thought. And if I would have been kind of a little bit different and said, Hey, you know what this is that I would have lost all of that, right? Like there's just some times that you play golf so that you have the two hours after golf. And I think that's the whole point where we're moving to.
3: Now you're talking last time I was up at Derek's place. Um, I was actually at a Cali event, and I felt like they had to like flick the lights on and off to get us to leave. <laughs> we were like hanging out there on that patio, and the sun had already like we we're like let's just stay till the it's sun went down. Be. It was a mm-hmm. summer day too, and like so, it, the sun went down like mm-hmm. eight thirty, and we're still out there at nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. We're like they were like okay, well you go, mm-hmm. can you guys come back tomorrow?
1: Yeah, the cleaners are here, guys. Time to exit. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. All> right. <laughs>
0: The Rapid Fire 10 portion of the show is brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings. DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports mirrors season-long fantasy sport but condenses it into shorter sweat-inducing formats. heart throttling contests range from a day-to-day or a week-to-week depending on the sport. Competitors draft a player roster and those athletes earn points based on their in-game performance. Sweat the sweat each and every play. Test your skills and knowledge, throw down your bragging rights. Friends, family, foes, or other fans nationally, let the victory chase for you a change. Check out DraftKings.com and use 4Jack as your promotional code for a little extra kicker. Let's get back to the show.
1: All right, guys, we're going to transition to something fun we like to call the rapid fire, not so rapid fire. This is typically how we close out the show. When you guys are ready, 10 skill testing questions. We're going to go back and forth. I'll hand it over to Derek for the final one of the evening. Typically, this surrounds Canadian politics. So, if you guys are brushed up on your politics. So, AJ be and, good.
2: and Harry, a boot. Yeah. Boot.
1: Anything boot like boot. that is
2: the way we play along with parks. Yeah, a- bonus points. A- bonus a- points.
1: Hey, a- can't spell Canada without A. Without A, okay? <laughs> All right, boys. So, first question, it's a real hard one. I'll start with AJ. What did you have for breakfast today, AJ? Three eggs, toast and ham. Wow, athlete. Love that. Three
3: eggs. Good grief. Any caffeine? Metabolism.
1: Uh, two cups of coffee. Well caffeinated. I like that. Harry, yourself, what'd you have for breakfast today?
3: I oh, I had a smoothie that I made myself. Um, no eggs. I'm now I have egg envy. Uh-oh. But uh, yeah, a little smoothie kept it uh kept everything flowing.
1: Is that an alcoholic smoothie or is that a I a wish. Oh. no.
3: No. <laughs>
1: no vodka in the smoothie. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, question I'm, I'm
3: doing the intermittent fasting thing, so I made it a little late, like nine o'clock. You want to, to add some alcohol into that next time. I like that. Yeah, what's, yo? Know, come what's, in the office a little buzz, like, yeah,
4: <laughs> good. Keep it fun. I mean, come on, you want? You can do whatever you want. You're the CEO. You're the boss <laughs> man. <creator of> <laughs> come on. Eric just said <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, whatever rules
3: you want, make them. Isn't this, isn't this like literally yes. the reason why you wanted to start this
4: company? Say yes I go the by CEO? the
3: simple, <laughs> I got by the simple philosophy. It's no until you walk in it's that okay. door and then it's yes <laughs> <and stuff>. Bingo. <laughs>
1: Ding ding That's ding right. ding! Oh a bell. My God. Right. I gotta <laughs> ask. It, Eric? I gotta ask a silly little intermittent fasting question then. So, what is your window right now? Your eating window. Are you on the keto no, thing? No, or I try it... not
3: to eat after six, okay. and then I try not to eat before nine. Good to know. So it's like the it's like the wimpy way of doing it. Like a real hardcore person does it, like real hardcore. But
1: I like it. I like I
3: it. That. You know, Mark said. Mark said, if you do that, you will lose weight. Mm.
1: Oh, are so. you are you a four a.m. clubber?
3: I mean, the only thing I'm doing at 4 a.m. is using the bathroom because at 51 years old, that happens a lot. There you go.
1: <laughs> so, no. Saw and logs are using the bathroom.
3: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Question
1: number two, guys. Rapid fire, obviously not so rapid fire. AJ, what's in the bag right now? What are we swinging for wrenches top to bottom?
4: Oh, my God. I got the quad combo set going on right now. Okay. I have quad I have, combo? Uh, seven through pitching wedge. I have uh, old, raw, Callaway MBs. And then I have uh, five and six. I have Apex Pro from a couple years ago. And then for 4-iron, four I have Epic Pro 4-iron. <laughs> and I have the new, no, I have the Epic Speed Driver, new Rogue forward, which I nice. first hit last week. And it was, I just started using it off the tee every hole because it was just an absolute rocket launcher. And I have Luke. Luke hooked me up with a new Odyssey 11 triple track that is just dynamite. So sick. I'm rolling, I'm still, I'm still I rolling like all Callaway and I like playing it. Callaway Chrome Soft. You know, you're, I'll give Finley a shout out. You know,
1: you're a, certi- yeah. you're a certified <laughs> psychopath with that setup <laughs> with clubs. So yeah, I know. I like I'm that. About it. Harry, what are we I swinging? Know.
3: I've got the new power built driver, which I like a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, I'm the Rogue the LS, bolt. Max LS driver, which I love. I mean, just say that. It sounds cool, doesn't it? Right. Um, I've got, uh, let's see. I don't have the new 3-wood, so mine is old. It's. Pr- I think it's an Epic. Yeah, I skipped Mavericks. So- no, it's, a- see, now I'm on this side. It's like, I can Yeah, right. Back. You got think I know. Apex it's Irons, awesome. Apex Hybrid, which I love. And then it's good to know, Sean and Luke, because I go through putters. Like, you know, putters are, they don't stay in the bag often for me. And I know I should switch that. Derek's probably going to say, dude, it's not the putter. It's the guy who's using it. No, it's always the
2: putter. Keep buying <laughs> more. In my opinion, well,
3: hey, it's yeah. always the I was going to say, he wants you to yeah. buy more. <laughs> There's definitely a placebo effect that happens, for at least for a month or two after I get a new one. And it's a good thing I know those guys, because that would definitely be something my wife would frown upon.
2: Hey, by the way here, you're no different than the R and D guys. They can't remember any cycle either. So they're so far ahead. They can't remember a single thing that I ask them. Right. They're like three years ahead. That's
1: right. Exactly. (laughs) Living in the matrix. I love it. All right. Question number three, AJ, obviously this is going to be a hard one. It's the outfit question. Are you a guy that really needs to be dressed up to the, to the nines when you go to the golf course, white hat, white belt, white shoes, do you get dressed in the dark and just head for the first tee? What's the look?
4: It's most of the time, last second dress, but everything is usually on point. Um, My golf right now is purely nine holes at Goat Hill. That is the only golf that I play right now. So it's mostly our sport utility shorts, which have a shitload of pockets, super comfortable. Um, And I've been wearing our polo tee that didn't come out yet, but I've been wearing our polo tee. Otherwise, it's usually uh, one of our origin super blend t-shirts that has municipal. So that could be a little billboardy out there. Um, but that's almost what I wear every single time I, I play skin to coat.
1: I got a little add on to this one. Is there a, is there a lid of choice? Or are you a bucket? hat? a um, visor no, sombrero
4: beanie or one of our
1: dad hats? Okay, cool. Yep. Harry, can you tell yeah, so like what you see right
4: now is like, this not is what fun. you look like, like. This is like kind of what I, this I is kind of what I play in. <laughs>
1: I like that. I have to use a little
3: more thought than he does. (laughs) I play early in the morning and my wife's always sleeping when I get up. So I can't be rifling through the drawers trying to find something. So I have to pick it out the night before. And I like to, um, I like to wear kind of what AJ's wearing. Now I'm in a place where you could get away with keeping your shirt untucked. I always feel a little weird about that walking that way. Sometimes I'll untuck it, you know, on like the second or third hole when I'm out and about, but um uh no, no white belts for me i have I have a very a very i have a very strong opinion on that and um do <laughs> the same thing right Derek yeah, like come on guys
2: if, if that's if, not easy with two Canadians,
3: yeah, I know well if unless you're unless you have less than eight percent body fat, you're on tour or you're under thirty five don't even so what
2: one, one of one of the Canadians qualifies for that, the other one does not
3: okay well we need to have a conversation <laughs> with them up there. And, uh, and the thing, here's the sneaky thing for me, Derek, because you mentioned shorts, because we're wearing shorts all the time. Since I have to get up early, and I, the part that I always forget is the sock-shoe combo. That's a tough one, because sometimes I'll pick the sock and I'll be like, oh, what golf shoes are, do I have available to me right now? And uh, sometimes I whip, so I'll have like a pair of red, red socks with, you know, white golf shoes and that sometimes that gets a funny look. As
1: long as your name's not on your bag, everything's good, right? I was, I was looking yeah. for that <laughs> cheeky comment. Square shoes and your name on the bag. There you yeah, go.
4: Yeah, oh. Then you're Derek's best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number, where are we at here, Derek? Four. I think it's four. AJ, snack at the turn. We're heading through nine. We're going to ten. It's a fun day at Goat Hill. Are we going for a hot dog? Are we going for a non-chai latte? Pack of cigarettes at a six-pack? What are we looking for to fuel up on?
4: That's a great question. Um, I'm, I'm very versatile. If I'm at a spot that's known for something, I'm going to get it a hundred percent of the time. Right. If like this spot, like, yo, you got to eat their hot dog is like the best hot dog. I'm going to get a hot dog. Um, if they don't offer that, if they have turkey sandwiches, I'll get a turkey sandwich. If they have candy bars, I'll get a candy bar. It's just, I'm, I'm usually very versatile in that I'll eat almost like anything that the club is offering, but if they're known or
3: the course is known for something, I'm going to get that a hundred percent of the time.
1: All right. Yourself, Harry, what are we looking for? I used
3: to be in that camp. I have PTSD <laughs> from about seven years. You guys ever been to, um, old Mac at, uh, at Bannon Dunes?
1: Never Ooh. been there. Soon. couple weeks. I will be
3: yeah. Oh, you oh, will. Oh, yeah. so here's yeah. my, oh, Chris. So, <laughs> Sick. Um, there's, there's one, there's one halfway house slash bathroom on the entire property. Like it's you're basically, awesome. it's basically like you're playing golf on the moon, it's except cool. for the one it's up on the hill. It's like between seven and eight. And this is about seven years ago. And I used to be exactly like AJ, like give me the, whatever it is, Olympic burger, give me the crab bisque, wherever you are. And I got a bratwurst up there between seven and eight. And so then I, I trudged down the hill. I'm on about the 12th hole and emergency gastrointestinal uh, <laughs> situation developed. And there's nowhere to go. You're playing golf on the moon. So I don't I do not do anything anymore in between. It's hard for life. See, yeah, yeah it's hard see Harry,
2: it's, it's, it's Chris and, and David are going up and then I'm going up for the solstice again for the fifth time. So somebody plays in the solstice a lot, it's uh, rule number one, nothing hot, mm. unless at the lodge or yeah. McKees. Yep. Nothing hot. Oh, that's a good rule. I like nothing that. Nothing hot. That's a good rule. Nothing <laughs> hot. <laughs> hey,
3: look. That's protein, a team.
2: Balls, oh, protein, protein balls, anything. protein balls you know, all day. It's day hot. Day, Stay yeah. away from hot unless you're at the lodge <laughs> or kids. <McKees. laughs> I know <laughs> this is your time. show.
3: Sorry, I got to throw one at Derek. So, Derek, this is your fifth solstice, you said. I've done that a couple times. You really have to think about what you're going to wear that day. Yes. Like, what's your what do you put on your feet? Are you do you wear golf shoes? Or you wear uh, running shoes? I
2: do. I wear a specific type of golf shoe. It uh, depends on if it's wet or dry. Uh, yeah. And then it's a sock, it's sock change every nine holes. So the yeah. key to all of it is the sock change. Wow. If you change your socks, we now did my language. We did 103 holes the last time I did it and yeah. sock change. So I come with a dozen pair of socks. And the great thing is, you have caddies, uh, the best caddies there are. Then you have a bag that goes with you everywhere you go. And in that bag are just 12 brand new pairs of socks. And then I only take I two pairs of shoes, depending on the, on the shoe condition yeah. or the turf condition, but socks are the key. And then I'm in shorts, regardless of the temperature. And then instead of you know the regular part, you're probably gonna wear some of these municipal boxer briefs, wicking, the whole nine yards. That's the key. Yeah. I I've that.
3: never I I've never even considered doing an underwear check um I underwear check I've done of
2: course <laughs> haven't we all haven't we and all at number 12 on old mac
3: exactly underwear change is what I missed there you underwear go change. Underwear, underwear change
1: underwear change and no white
3: because pants
2: because you got to be careful cuz <laughs> yeah, no it's in pants. June right so you got to be okay. careful cuz there's a couple days it's going to creep north of 65 you got to make sure that you uh, have a couple of pairs.
3: exactly my
1: final question for both of you and then I'm going to pass it over to Derek to wrap this puppy up we always like to like uh, to ask our guests the cliche question. So, if you could play as your dream fivesome, you be the fifth. Who would be the four golfers you would love to spend a day on the golf course with? AJ, go first. Okay. Um,
4: damn, this is a great question. I've actually never been asked this question. Um, <laughs> what I will say, I'm not, I've never been asked this question. I will say, um, I will say, my brother my dad, my uncle, and we'll just throw in um Arnold Palmer as the last. So respectable. If we get if we get all of them, I have the most fun playing golf with those guys. Um that's like anytime anytime somebody asks me who my favorite people play with or who would you want to think play Chris with said,
3: I don't man. think Chris said the dead or alive. So you just went there. It could be anyone. Anyone, anyone. absolutely
1: exes friends, relatives, dead or alive. Yeah. Yeah make believe imaginary, whatever you want to do. (laughs) We've had everything. We've had everything from Jesus to the cast of Seinfeld. So there you go. Yeah.
3: Larry Larry Davis is a good one. Yeah. Larry Larry
1: Davis is a great one. one. Harry, what are you thinking? Dream, dream five Uh, ball. You're the fifth.
3: uh, I don't know about the dream foursome, but wouldn't it be cool to like pick the four best players from like each generation and play with them. So go like Bobby Jones, um, Hogan, Nicholas, Tiger Woods.
1: There you go. That would be amazing. Great. Oh, but they all love have that. to be
3: in their prime. Like, let's just and, and, and me. And me and I have to be in my prime too. <laughs> I love it. That's great.
1: Underwear check. Right. There you go. Love And that.
3: I get to wear multiple pairs of underwear and check
1: <laughs> Perfect. D Lane, I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you to close this baby down.
2: Well. I'm glad Harry had the Braves because I'm not going to go. Minneapolis, Atlanta have a lot of similarities, and I know that we both wear our emotions on our sleeves with sport teams, so I'm not going to go that way. So congrats on finally getting that championship to the big city of Atlanta, so congrats on that.
3: Thank you very much. I still can't believe it. Yeah,
2: I understand. I I don't know what it feels (laughs) like, but God bless you. Uh, But the one question I have, and it's a little stock, and I'm sorry, guys, it's just because we're so close between what we used to do and what we do. So you guys are both at the top of your field at one of the best companies in a sport in the world. Okay? You have an unbelievable respect level. You guys know that you're good at what you do. Then this comes up and you have the opportunity to not only transition your lives professionally but also personally because it's a different job. How hard was it to leave safety and that kind of womb and then move into what is a space that neither of you had ever been in and I guess just transition your lives like I'm interested from somebody who's, who's obviously moved, always stayed in the same field, high in private, but you guys went from, I mean, it could not have been dif- more different, and especially being led by who it's being led by. I'm really interested in the story between the two of you, of how from X to Y happened and how scary was it, not including the pandemic. And then you throw that on top of it. I can't even imagine what, what it feels like. All right off, Harry, AJ, you go.
3: AJ. Go we'll start with aj go ahead
4: it it's weird because i look at it as like it was it was extremely difficult but it was also extremely easy at the same time for me so like you know i i knew just like a couple of the people that you know i'd be working with and obviously like you know when when harry approached me with the idea um you know i i would have you know, essentially followed him anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, whatever company that was i don't give a shit if we were, you know, uh, starting a gas station or whatever, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so in that aspect, I would have, you know, I would have followed his lead pretty much anywhere. Um, and then you throw in a couple other, uh, colleagues who I used to work with that, uh, that we excelled together, like very at a very high level. Um, it, it like, it, it became a no brainer. I love working in golf. Like it's, um, and I miss working in golf, like for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there is so many amazing things about it, you know? Um, but I'm also an absolute opportunist at heart. That is like one of my core values, like is, is creating opportunity. So um, when I was approached with a new opportunity, like my ears automatically perk up no matter what. Um, and then, you know, and then you, you combine, um, you know, when you, when you add into the equation, uh, Harry leading it, and then, uh, a couple other, um, colleagues that I worked very closely with for years, it it became like a no brainer, but, um, I can't say it has been easy, (laughs) you know, um, it's incredibly stressful and it has been stressful and it's very difficult, uh, creating something from nothing, no matter who you're working with. Do you know what I mean? Um, you second guess yourself a lot. um, and you have to like, keep the energy up when energy is low sometimes, you know? Um, so yeah, I I have, I, I, I have zero regrets, but, um, at the time it was like one of the easiest decisions I've ever made and also a very difficult decision, if that makes sense to you.
2: Absolutely,
1: yeah. I like that a lot. Actually, that's good. It's uh, it's a scary place to be for sure when you're making that transition. I can only imagine. Harry, yourself? Oh,
3: well, I first asked AJ if he wanted to go start a gas station with (laughs) me, and I was like, "Wait, where the fuck are the pumps, man?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here?"
3: (laughs) Um, I well, I yes, I I had a desire always to try to want to build something, and and build something from scratch um, had never really done anything that was purely entrepreneurial. So I, I wanted the opportunity to try that. And I really just felt like I, I would only regret whenever my, my number was called um, to use a golf metaphor. Whenever I whenever <laughs> I hold out the final putt that um, the only thing I would regret was having never, never tried. And that, um, in a in a weird way, what's it's been really hard, you know, the last few years. I and I think some things I did not anticipate, such as most of my best friends were people that I worked with at Cali, and I don't see them. And it's sort of like when you leave, you disappear, like you don't even exist anymore, and that that was hard. Um, but I think that. My wife and I say this, you know, at the end of the day, sink or swim, um, we went for it. And I'm really proud that, that and I mean, when I mean we, I don't just mean me. I mean, AJ and Velardo and the people here, like we went for it. And I think thus far, we don't know where it's going to end up. But we know for that reason alone, this has been a, a tremendous success.
2: Well, I, I told Chris, and thank you for the answer, but Chris asked me about you know, what today was going to be like, and I said, the great thing about it is we're going to get honest answers. And so the reason that I'm in the podcast space is because not only do you get to swear a lot, which I happen to do, you also have the opportunity to ask questions you wouldn't really ask in some sort of formal format, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to ask the question is because my respect for Callaway and obviously being a representative of that company is very deep. And, you know, on this podcast, there's not one day that goes by, even though we're not sponsored by them or sponsored by their competitor. I'm never not going to be me. And it's been a long time since I've seen a room full of people that I like that much in this sport. And I don't mean that to be an asshole. I'm just saying, normally I'm a little bit on the, on the fringe because I'm so opinionated about what I think golf should be. And I have to live the life the way I want to that today was really more about just getting answers from people that are really good at what they do, but more importantly, getting honest answers. You don't always get that in today's space. And I think it's a wonderful way to move forward in a podcast. And I'm, I'm very thankful that you guys let me ask that question because for me, I see all of it, right? Like I know how the sausage is made and I get most of the stories behind all of the doors of Cali. Yes. But I also understand how you guys understand what it's like to do your own thing. And yeah. believe me, in the space I'm in as the director of golf and doing other things at the club that are not traditional roles, I revel in that. I think it's wonderful to get up in the day and know you might not have a traditional stock day. It might be something you haven't done. You might have to figure something out. And I'm not so sure that that is not what I'm addicted to. And, and I just kind of wanted to ask you to you kind of Oh, I day. love that. And yeah, that's great a, question. Was,
3: yeah, You brought, you brought it up it. about, um, about Calway And you know one of the things I really am, am – made an impression upon me having, being there and, and starting with chip is we didn't make the right, or we didn't always, uh, we didn't always make the perfect decision, but, and sometimes the things we did didn't always work out, but we always tried to do the right thing always. And, um, you know, that's, that's something I think here, and certainly for you guys, Derek, that You're not going to, you're not going to please every single member that walks in there, but they can at least know that when you come in every day, you're, you're coming in, trying to do the right thing. And that, and that's, that's the same for us here in a tiny little company like ours.
1: Love that guys. Thank you so, so much for making time for us today. If you want to shout out your social media so people can know where to shop, know where to find you guys, maybe a credit card number or something like that. It'd be great. (laughs)
4: Yeah, no, we're, we're, you know, we're most, we're we pay most attention or we're most active on Instagram. So just at municipal, it took us a long time to get that handle. Uh, but, you know, well, like a long time, but, yeah. uh, nice to finally have it. So just at municipal, um, at municipal underscore co on Twitter. Um, yeah. And you know, if you have any questions about anything, I mean, just DM anytime. I'm, I'm, um, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm answering DMS from, Yes, he he's obsessive municipal and municipal. Com is our,
3: yeah. municipal.com. Yeah. That our
4: website. Go check it out fantastic yeah. thank you guys so much man thank, thank you, you so much us. for us i, I mean it. derek i mean pleasure. you know derek you're you're one of my favorite guys ever uh coming into contact with it callaway so um, Present yeah man. i really appreciate still it it so. is, derek yeah, still yeah, no it was totally well, yeah you know,
2: you know full well that if you guys have to come up here it's a phone call and it's your golf course so yeah. I, I get to i'm lucky enough i get to say that so i appreciate I, it i appreciate that
4: yeah thanks thanks a lot chris thanks for having um, us all yeah, the best awesome guys. podcast
1: thanks so much all right take care boys
3: all right see ya thanks guys great seeing you